Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. All right, standing by to join us is my guest, Jenny Milchman. She's a Mary Higgins, uh, excuse me, Mary Higgins Clark Award winner and the recipient of two indie picks and the founder and organizer of Take Your Child to a Bookstore Day. Good morning, Jenny. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Thanks for calling in. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, my pleasure. And I want to tell you, I was uh, looking at your website yesterday, and mm-hmm. which is Jenny Milchman, M-I-L-C-H-M-A-N.com. And your whole story of uh, writing and, the, you know, when things go wrong, they will go wrong. You know, you have to expect to deal with the rocky road of becoming a writer was really mm-hmm. interesting. And especially the name of my show, Get the Funk Out. Boy, you have to yeah. be resilient and you sound really resilient. You, you do need a lot of resilience in this industry, and yeah, the funk the funk descends. So it's a great format. I was excited to be part of this, Jenny. Oh, thank you. So let's back up. How did you become a writer? Well, I mean, there are two answers to that question because, in some sense, I was a writer from a very young age, and my mom tells stories of me, you know, walking around the house as a toddler and telling stories out loud since I couldn't oh. write yet. <laughs> But if you, you know, you kind of flash forward to uh, college when I had, you know, done some workshops and studied writing a little bit, not not a whole, whole lot. And my plan, you know, when my parents sort of sat down to talk about the future with me was to be a poet. Mm-hmm. And this country is not very kind to its poets. It mm-hmm. probably was not the most practical plan. So I wound up also studying psychology and I practiced as a psychotherapist for 10 years and it was when I was given this very frightening case I uh, specialized in treating children and a mom had just brought her little angelic five-year-old daughter in to see me and the little girl had just killed the family pet (gasps) oh my god Right. So while I had this case and was sort of charged with figuring out, well, what had gone so wrong and how could we help this little girl and and also, you know, make sure that everyone was safe around her, it was almost like life was a novel of crime fiction. Mm -hmm. And that is when I sat down and really began to write in a serious way, you know, that sort of, you know, opened up the industry to me. What was the name of that book that that led to? So that book never got published. Okay. That book was called Arugula's Mother. Okay. Um, it was kind of a literary crime fiction novel, and uh, Arugula was a metaphor for sort of the bitterness in this child's life. Um, that book never got published, and in fact, there would be six more that I wrote before I finally did sell my eighth novel mm-hmm. to Random House and became a published author after 11 years of trying. Wow. And look how you never gave up. Like, was there a moment you're thinking, okay, I don't know about this? There were about eight gazillion <laughs> infinity moments like that. I mean, really, I mean, there were. Um, and I kind of think that's one of the maybe messages of getting the funk out, that you don't just do it once. Mm-hmm. You you keep doing it, you know? You, you expect that there are going to be those moments of defeat and discouragement when we feel like giving up, and you, you just know that they're going to come. They can't. You know, they can rock you, but they can't take you by surprise. But then on the other side, there's going to be something that's going to make it worth standing up again. And if you hadn't done that, you might never have seen, you yes. know, this wonderful thing or that. Yes. 
And a lot of times, I don't know about you, I've written stuff and I've just kind of put it away and it ends up on the clutter pile of stuff I've written. I think, ah, oh, that really, man, no one's going to really like that one. And and then I later on I'll reread it and I say what's the matter with me? Come on, let's let's try to work at this, you know. Yes, and I think that's actually very common. I think that a lot of writers, I think they fall into two camps, and one is the camp that you just described, where, boy, this is a piece of you know what? Why would I yes. even try to do anything with that? And it's very important for a writer like that to know that you don't necessarily trust that voice. Yes. I'm big at trusting your intuition, but. You know, you sort of know when you have that feeling about a piece of work that it's not necessarily accurate. Um, and then there's the other camp of writers, and I fall into this camp, which is sort of like, well, this is just the most brilliant thing that's ever been put on paper. <laughs> What's wrong with the world for not recognizing it? You know, they're both probably equally unrealistic <laughs> attitudes, yes, yes. but they, you know, and they come with their pros and cons. Yeah. I, uh, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Jenny Milchman, and you can visit uh, her website, JennyMilchman.com, for more info. I love uh, your website, how you have things crossed out, you know. Well, it took me <laughs> this amount of years, and you crossed out three, you put five. <laughs> <laughs> that was very clever. Um, tell me about your current novel. My new novel just came out two weeks ago, not even two weeks ago. It's called Wicked River. Mm -hmm. And my novels are kind of, you know, psychological thrillers. They all deal with a character, usually a heroine, a woman, who's going to be asked to face the most, you know, weak and wounded parts of herself. But if she can, you know, go through the crucible of the novel, she'll emerge victorious. She'll emerge living the life she was always meant to live. So... Mm -hmm. Wicked River is about a young bride, and she and her husband decide to go on a backcountry honeymoon. They take a canoe trip in the Adirondacks. And for listeners, I know you're all the way across on the other side of the country, so for listeners who may not know the Adirondacks, it's a six million acre expanse, and you can fit six of our national parks inside this vastness. And Natalie and Doug go out canoeing, um, and things do not go as planned. <laughs> Is some of this true to life? Like, did any of these things happen to you? Well, uh, the things do not go in as planned. I mean, I think that's true to everyone's oh, life. Yes. It does happen that Wicked River, mm -hmm. you know, began with this honeymoon, and I did, in fact, set out on a backcountry canoe trip honeymoon with my husband uh, years ago. So the seed of the novel, definitely true to life. Mm -hmm. It's the first novel I've written like that where something, you know, triggered it that came from my own life. But it quickly departs because my honeymoon lasted, instead of the intended three weeks, mm -hmm. only one day. We hightailed it out of the woods and uh, went to France for two weeks instead. Whoa. That is not what happens to Natalie and Doug. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is great. I, <laughs> I, I want to add something because we were talking earlier about how tough the business is. You wrote on your website, the publishing biz is a beast that makes no sense. It's a camel with many humps, and you have to keep climbing them, shuffling around, trying to find a comfortable seat to mix metaphors as no writer should. I mean, that's great. I love it. And, yeah. then, and then your editor was let go, and suddenly you had no home for your work, you know? Right. So, you know, the interesting thing, it took me 11 years to get published. My first published novel was the eighth one I wrote, you know, and then finally it happened. And it happened in this wonderful way, which was that another author whose work I admired actually read the manuscript that my agent was shopping but not having any luck with, and she handed it to her own editor. 
and that editor made an offer on it. What's interesting about that is that the editor was at a publishing house that had already rejected the same book six months before. So it was really, you know, my getting published story was a real story of never taking no for an answer. And, you know, knowing that a door can open even after the exact same door is already slammed shut. And so you sort of feel like, well, okay, and then I got the happily ever after, right? You know, I walked went around the country on book tours and I told that story and yeah. you know the the first published novel had been rejected by everybody but in real life I think happily ever afters come with you know what happened after that oh, and yes. what happened after that was although I did finally break through and I had three novels out in 3 years at a certain point, my editor was let go from the publishing house, and all of a sudden, I had to start again. Um, and I've been lucky. You know, I have a very loyal agent, and I've landed at a publisher that, if anything, seems a better fit for me than my first. But it was definitely a case of not not sort of feeling like, okay, now I can rest. I have to keep going, and sometimes you have to swerve yet again. Yes, you have to be very good at swerving, you know, dealing with <laughs> ambiguity, do. really, all the time. Like, things come flying at you and just duck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get out of the way. Right. Um, so I wanted to touch on, you had the longest book tour in the country. Could you talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So after 11 years of trying to get published, you know, you sort of feel like you've got this chance and I want to do everything I can to make the best of it, to make the most of it. And so my husband and I rented out our house, traded in two cars that could handle Denver for an SUV, because mm-hmm. we're going to Denver in February, and we pulled the kids out of first and third grades to car school them in the back seat as we crisscrossed the country. Car school. And <laughs> Yeah, we car schooled them. Um, seven months, 35,000 miles, we went from bookstore to bookstore and library to library and bunch of book clubs in there and you know we really sort of introduced um the book and me to to the world as as you know in a very grassroots effort it was a different sort of thing than you know there's so much going on online and i think the virtual world does a great job of making connections but this was kind of face-to-face connections of the sort that you know, I think I think we don't want to lose those along with all the great things technology provides. And yes. so, yeah, Shelf Awareness called it the world's longest book tour. Amazing. And uh, take your child to a bookstore day. Maybe you should call it take your child to a bookstore year. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's a good one. That's good. So tell me about um, that. Take your child to a bookstore day. Take Your Child to a Bookstore Day began when my own kids were even younger. This was before I got published, and I was taking them to our local uh, bookstore almost every week, Story Hour, Watch on Booksellers in Montclair, New Jersey, was the bookstore of choice back then. And, you know, it just occurred to me how many kids are doing this, and there were so many devices and screens and screen time issues arising. I really wanted to start a holiday that sort of celebrated the magic of just quiet moments and, you know, I think it's very good for children to spend time in their own heads or in the pages of a book. So I floated the idea on a mystery listserv actually called Dorothy L and the members there just loved it and it had gone viral within I think two weeks, 80 bookstores were celebrating and that summer we did a sort of, I didn't have a book out, but we did a pre-visit the bookstores of the country tour and drove cross country and 
talked about Take Your Child to a Bookstore Day, and the following year, I think 350 bookstores celebrated. And now we're up to over 800 all across the country, all 50 states. That is great. I love that. <laughs> I'm, by the way, I'm originally from the East Coast. I grew up in Connecticut and New York. So, oh. Yeah. oh, okay. And I just left Connecticut on this tour of mine. So. Oh, you did? What, what part <laughs> were you in? I was at R.J. Julia's in Madison, Connecticut, which is Beautiful. a jewel. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful area. Yeah. The only thing I don't miss is the cold. <laughs> well, we had a seven-month winter, so if you don't like the cold, know. you know, this year you were especially glad to be in Irvine. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> so uh, tell the listeners anything else you would like them to know about your book or your books. Well, you know, about Wicked River, what I would say is it's, it's, I've been getting reports, I've been getting calls even very late at night that this is scary and are you sure, you know, I should keep reading. Um, it does get scary, it gets dark like, like all the best fairy tales, but it does end on a note of victory. And that's really what I write toward. I write to that moment of triumph. And in terms of funk and resilience, I'd like the listeners out there to know, first of all, that they are free, you know, free to get in touch with me. I love encouraging emerging writers. Um, and also that, you know, this is really a pursuit of passion. And if you can keep that passion, it, it will be rewarded someday. I love it. You are definitely a testament to that. And let me give your website, Jenny Milchman, M-I-L-C-H-M-A-N. Are you also on social media? I am. Facebook, Twitter, and even a brand new fledgling Instagram account. If you go on it, don't laugh at me. I have some really absurd selfies up there. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to make my Monday. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Congrats. And wow, Thank you, you. Your, your resilience to get out of a funk and stay through the storm is awesome. So thank you. Well, thanks for having the show. It's a great, great resource. Thank you, Jenny. Have a great day. Bye-bye. That was Jenny Milchman calling in to talk about some of her latest work. And uh, if you missed any part of it, everything is going to be on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kfci.org. If you want to follow the show, I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock.